This is Tracy. And this is Kurt. And this is the MFG cast. Welcome to the next edition, well, and welcome to a board game edition of the MFG cast. Today we're going to take a dive into a game that's been around since 2011. Mm-hmm. Usually in an episode we come right out and say what the game is, but we're going to introduce this by telling you some background facts or accolades so to speak, right? Yep. About the game. Some are accolades, some are just facts about the game. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, it came out in 2011. And from 2011 until today, it's been nominated or has awards and honors. According to BGG, there's been 14 of them. From 2011, actually, till 2018 for this game. This game is... Number 14 in the Aaliyah. Is that how you say it? I think so. Okay. Big Box Series. And there's a separate BGG entry for the 2019 edition of this game. The 2019 edition includes, alongside the base game, eight expansions seven of which had already been released separately as promotional items and one new to the 2019 release. Yeah, and it's got, I think when they did it on, or when they did a Kickstarter for it too, it's also got like real like beefed up pieces and stuff like that. So that it's actually got like castles and buildings and stuff like that and not the cardboard chits that we're used to because we have the tw- the original 2011 version of this. This is actually ranked number 17 overall on BGG's so, top list. So what is this game? This game is called The Castles of Burgundy. And as soon as Kurt said beefed up castles, I went, Ooh, and then I was like, that any could game a- could have yeah, castles. Exactly. Tracy, get over exactly. it. So... The Castles of Burgundy. So who out there has played this game? Mm-hmm. Has the box deterred you from playing this game? Because to be honest with you, based on the box, I don't know that I would necessarily gravitate to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the updated new version of it. The box, at least. Because I think the that one looks ref- has like it has a refresher, but this has the older version of it, which you can't really locate, has a really old school look to it. Mm-hmm. And that might deter people from 
wanting to play it if somebody hauls it out to a game table or something like that. Yeah. Whereas the new one, really, I've seen pictures of it and it looks totally different. I don't know if I'd want to play it. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I know that there's some people that are really excited about it and they've gotten their copies and they, you know, are really cool about it. And But we we have the older edition and I'm okay with just playing the old, you know, it's got the, the um, cardboard chits and... The dice themselves are, you know, nice dice and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's nothing, like, super exciting. But I think I've said this as a Bart. I think I've said this about board games before. You can't judge a book by its cover. No. You know? Like Concordia. A lot of people say Concordia is, like, famously one of the ugliest games ever. But it's one of the best games ever, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. This, this, I think, is, too. And I think maybe somebody who hasn't... And I could be wrong on saying this. Somebody who hasn't really played a ton of this game would not be opposed to upgrading to this, what, 2019, did we say, mm-hmm. game? But it's it just, it's so different looking when I see pictures of it that I'm like, oh, I know the other, the older version so well that I don't, I think I might have a problem playing it. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, I'm not opposed to it because no. I like this game so much. Yeah, I mean, recently I've seen some of the pictures of the upgraded bits in the. I think it's like the um, deluxe, deluxe edition yeah. of it or whatever. And there, the, those buildings and stuff like that are amazing looking. There, the detail is awesome. Well, I wonder if you can upgrade portions of it though without actually upgrading the board and stuff oh for sure i think we could which would be kind of cool we could find some like upgraded bits and stuff like that to use instead of some of the tiles we use for our boards but you know it's not necessary but it like a lot of times we like to do that though we've done that with like orleans we've done it we had a whole uh, episode on um like enhancing or pimping out your game exactly and we like to do that well so now that we've been rambling about the castles of burgundy we should probably tell people who haven't Maybe played the game, what it's about, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's basically you're controlling a small Princeton, prince dumb of your own. I'm like, Princeton? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, that, I don't know, that that weird that word is something I'm not used to, so it's hard to say for me. But you, you have your own player boards, and each of your player boards has certain areas that you have to fill out. And depending upon the number that you pick, there's numbers on them. You will get a certain like look that will be different, yeah. yeah, and how you fill it out. So, what you're trying to do is you're trying to fill out this whole board to get victory points, but also you're using workers and silver coins. I can't remember if they call. Sometimes they call them silver coins. Sometimes they call them silver coin. Yeah, um, to manipulate your board and trying to you know. Fill out your prince dump. Your prince dump? <laughs> I can't even. Every time I try to get it in my mouth, it just doesn't sound right. Um, to fill it up as much as you can before the game ends bef- um, so you can get as many victory points as possible. But if you want to visualize this board that you have, it's different colors. So each of the, I think the player mat we've been playing it a lot online so we don't have the physical well we have the physical copy but um we're not as lately we haven't been as fluent with playing it with the physical copy but the player mats are um reversible Mm -hmm. i believe yeah 
and but they're in different colors based on the different territories so each i think there's like maybe five or six different colored territories based on the different type of items that you want to um collect or accomplish or um yeah collect or accomplish during the game so i don't know if we want to talk about those first sure or if we want to kind of give them a visual of what the whole the whole scheme of the game is first and then get into that. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's start off about like... like talk about the depot first, yeah, maybe? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Well, the game... First of all, the game runs in five rounds. And there's five turns per round. Yeah. So you lay... Basically, how to keep track of it is on the board... Um, you lay goods along the side that are just randomly placed. And then each turn that round, you're going to place or you're going to roll a die and you're going to place that good, whether it's, you know, there's different colored goods um, that you're going to have the potential to be able to sell throughout the game. Um, You're going to place them on that depot space to based on your dice roll. And so that is the what happens at the beginning of the turn. And then in each depot section is a dice number. So from one through six. And there can be a mine that's placed there. There can be animals. There can be ships. There can be buildings. Ca- castles. Castles. And then there's uh, yellow tiles, which... Kurt and I struggle with what they're called, but yellow tiles. They're considered knowledge tiles, and they help you to score points or benefits throughout the game. So points at the end of the game, benefits throughout the game, so they may allow you to do things throughout. But we didn't really kind of talk about the tiles and what they did, so we'll talk about that first. But either way, the tiles are, depending on the player count, they're displayed along each of those... um, Depots. Depots. Mm -hmm. And so based on how the game is played out, you can collect those tiles along the way. So let's talk about what what each of the like the tiles do first and then we can talk about the gameplay. Sure. Do you want to talk about that? Sure, I'd love to. Okay. So you kind of already kind of talked about the yellow tiles. It's basically those are uh, help you get victory points for the end of the game. Like some of them say like, okay, for every uh, single goods tile you've sold uh, during the game, you get one extra victory point. Every church you have in your princedom, you will actually get four points per per not poor, per church you have in your princedom. Some of them will manipulate the board and stuff and manipulate the game. So uh, one of the things that you can do during the game is you can use workers to manipulate your die up one or down one. So some of those yellow tiles will say when you um, take workers and most of the time you would actually you know cash in one of those die to get two workers i know i'm kind of jumping ahead but no, i think you have to though yeah, yeah. is uh you would also get a, a silver um one silver in with that so sometimes it'll help it'll help you manipulate that like and another one's like usually during the game you can only have one of each building in a cluster of buildings. Well, some of those, uh, one of those yellow tiles will say you can uh, discard that rule 
and you can put as many of that different building in that same cluster as you like. So yellow is is a good way to collect victory points for the end of the game, but also to kind of help you manipulate your board during the game as well if you get stuck on certain things. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> the castles, what those do when you put the castles down, normally you, each board comes with four castle spots. And when you put a castle down, what will happen is you get to take basically take another turn. So you can place a um, uh, place one of your tiles from your little save spot into your princedom. You can grab a, a tile from the fiefdom. You can sell some from, goods. From the depot? Oh, princedom. Sorry, from the depot. Yep. Yep. What's another thing you can do? You can take workers. Yep. So basically that You can cast, do any of the actions yeah. that you could have done with a die. Yeah, basically it's just a, mm -hmm. ha having another turn. Which is the, nice because you can use that to bank on having a longer turn. Yes, for sure. And more play. Yep. yep. The mines, those themselves, uh, at the end of every round, you'll get a silverling after every round uh, per mine. That's good for that. Then I'll go back between silver coins and silverling because... Depending upon which game you're playing, they call them different things, but really? just silver. Yep. Okay. Um, there are the ships. When you put a ship down, you can actually take one of the goods from any one of the depots that you want. As long as you have space as to store. As long as you have space to store. Yep. You have three spaces to store your goods. And if you've already filled up those goods areas, you can't take a different one. So, like, say you had, like, a, red. just because I can't remember the colors, like, green, red, and... Brown. Brown. And let's say an orange comes up. You can't fill in an, a color over a color. But say you had multiple. So, like, you had an orange and another, like, green and a brown. You could take the green and the brown, but you'd have to leave the orange behind. Yep. So then you just ch pick the ones that work Yes. For you to store. Yep. Um, you also have the buildings. The buildings do certain things depending upon the building. Um, so, like with. I'm very familiar with the buildings. Do you want me to talk about sure, it? Sure. I would love I'm you to. I'm super familiar with the nice. buildings. Nice. All right. I go might for not it. know the titles of the buildings, but I know that what they do because I, I like to use the buildings. Okay. So, there's one building where once you place it into your, your board, you can select an animal or a ship for free from the depot. That is called the market. Yep. And you don't get to immediately place it on your board, but you get to place it in your supply or your storage to be able to place it um, if you have another die that you can lay it down later or during that turn still. There's another one which I really like to use where if you take it and you place it on your board then whatever you have in your supply because there's three spaces in i kind of call it your tableau but i don't really know that that's appropriate either um once you place it though on your board you actually get to immediately take something else that you have on your board that you have waiting to place and you get to place it for free yep, basically that's, that's called the city hall Yes, thank you. <laughs> See, I know what they do. Mm -hmm. I just and I know what they look like. Yeah. And then there's another one where if you have it and you place it, you actually can collect another building from the depot. Is that the town hall? I think you're right. Okay. 
Well, it doesn't matter what it's called, but you basically place it. And as long as there's another building, it doesn't matter if there's no buildings that are in the depot, then you just skip that action. But you can collect another building from the from the depot and place that in your tableau to or your supply to be able to lay it down later. But then there's like other ones where you just lay them down and you reap benefits like two coins or four points or I don't know. They're they're very beneficial, I think, because you can you can pair them up together to kind of bank. Now I'm giving all my secrets to Kurt to be able to bank to try to get um, more than just two two actions during that turn. And I think they're nice. Mm hmm. Yeah, I do it too. It's no secret. Yeah, I know it isn't. But but I mm-hmm. and and where that yellow one that he's talking about, where you can disregard having the same building in the same area or grouping of buildings, is really nice because then you can use that. Um, what was that one called? The town was it town hall or which one are you? The about? one where you can take an immediate thing from this your supply and play it. Yep, City Hall. City Hall. Yep. Um, that one's really nice because you can play a bunch of those yeah. <laughs> and keep. Well, you can even you can even put together the City Halls and the castles together, too. Yeah. Because you can just keep going and going yep. and going. As, as long, long as you, you can get them. Yes, yeah. correct. Yep. 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 There's lots of strategy there. Yeah. So we've kind of talked we've kind of talked about the buildings and stuff like that. So should we kind of go yeah. a little bit about the gameplay? Oh, we didn't talk about the animals, though. Oh, we didn't talk about the animals. Jeez, oh, we though. love the animals. The animals are so cute. Um, so there's a, like a light green tile and it doesn't matter really what color it is but um they're they contain animals on them so anywhere from pigs to sheep to um chickens and they have various numbers of those animals on them and when you place them in your area on your board once you collect them and whatnot if you place the same animal in the same section on your board you're starting to bank points so you're saying like hey i placed three chickens in this section. Now I'm going to place one with four chickens. So then once you place them, then you have seven chickens. So then you're scoring even more points instead of like starting over again. Um, So you're, I mean, it seems obvious like, hey, I have three. Now I added four. So now I have seven plus more scoring, which we'll talk about. Um, You want to get big groups of animals if you can. Yep, in those clusters. In the clusters, because yep. you get more bang for your buck, but it's not necessary. If we go back to those yellow knowledge tiles, it's really nice because there is one where you actually get points um, at the end of the game for the variety of animals you have in your your um, Princeton. Princeton. Mm-hmm. I want to call it your province. Mm-hmm. Um, Princeton as your um, calculating points at the end of the game, so you get four points for every different type of han- animal <laughs> every different type of animal you have so that one's a nice benefit too so kind of the sky's the limit depending on how those tiles play out mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and whether exactly. you get them exactly yeah okay so we're going back to the how do we play this game yes sorry we needed to give you the meat and potatoes that's right that's first. right so to play this game first the first thing that you do is the person that is in the lead um and we'll kind of talk about how that kind of uh, goes back and forth um, by rolling the white die. So what you do is you roll the white die, whatever number is on that, you'll take the goods tile from that turn 
and that round and put it on the specified depot. Once you're done with that, then all players are gonna take their two colored dice and they're gonna roll them. And then depending upon whatever numbers they have, they're gonna be able to do certain actions. And the actions are this. One of them is you can take a six-sided die from the depot. So like we talked about, whatever number is on there, you look at the depot, see what tiles are available, and you can take that one depending upon the You don't number. take a six-sided die. You take a six-sided tile. Oh, six-sided six tile. I'm, I'm like, sorry. I had to, I had to think about it for a second. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, that's okay. I'm I, kind of in it, so I, I just didn't realize nope. I, I mistakenly. And I'm outside of it, so um, it's good. You can also manipulate dice from workers. Like I said, for each worker you use, you go up, you go down. Yep. Uh, each player starts with a certain amount of workers depending upon the um, setup as far as the uh, number of players and who's first and second and so forth. Yes. And then um, with dice manipulation, it's nice because if you want to go up or down, um, six goes to one, one goes to six. Oh, yeah, which I do love. I like that, that they, yep. they do that. Sorry I had to add that. No, that's perfect. Another one of your actions you can do is you can actually take uh, one of your die, it doesn't matter what number is on it. Oh, wait, yes, it does. Never mind. Uh, you can take a tile from your storage. You have those three storage spaces at the bottom left of your board, and you put that in the spot that connects with the color of the tile and the number that's on the board. So, like, if I have a ship and I want to put it on a spot that says three, I can do so as long as I have that three on the die or I can manipulate it with workers. Um, and then so on and so forth with depending upon what it is. With this rule in mind, every time you put a tile out on your Princeton, you always have to be adjacent to a tile that's already out there. So you start with one castle out on the board, which we didn't talk about. You have four castle spots on your board. You actually pick a specific one that you want to start with and put a castle there to start with. You don't get that action that goes with it, that one where you get that extra turn. But it's that's like your you starting start. space. Correct. And then each other um, tile that goes on your Princeton after that has to be connected to a tile you've already laid. Yep. Okay. Another thing you can do is you can sell one of your goods that you've collected during the game. Uh, each good has a color, but it also has a number, which is very, very nice. It shows you what number is on it. So you, if you have that specific number and you can, again, manipulate it with workers, you can sell goods and you get points depending upon player count. So like two, two players gets two points, three players get three points, and so per forth. good, per good, correct. Plus a silver. Oh yeah, plus a silver. Yes, correct, correct, mm -hmm. correct, correct. correct. Um, another thing you can do is you can take worker tiles. Normally, you can uh, get rid of any die, and you can take two workers. Sometimes that's manipulated by I think the one of the knowledge dice says, or one of the knowledge tiles. Sorry, says that. Um, yep. instead of taking two workers, you get four. And then another thing you can do is if you have two silverling, we didn't talk about this. There are some black tiles that are yes. in the center of the depot, which you can buy for two silverling during the game. And sometimes that also can be broken by certain, uh, yellow tiles as well. And there isn't anything like super fancy flashy about those tiles. It's just the fact that you have to purchase them in order to utilize them mm -hmm. so they're off limits um if you don't have silver yeah but it's also good to have like say there's not enough buildings for you that you want to put in some of these clusters you can buy it from that metal if it's or that middle if it's out there yep that's correct because um every building tile type is in there 
hypothetically, they're just randomly um, divvied out into those section into that section. Yeah. So it could be ships, even um, could be castles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be any of them. Yeah, and and that the count of those also is minimal. Uh, yeah, but also is is uh, fluctuates depending upon yes. player player count as well. So oh, sorry yes. that we forgot to talk about those uh, okay. black tiles, but we've gotten to that part. I think they've forgiven us for sure. Probably. Um, do you want to talk about filling up certain clusters and stuff like that, oh, and sure. how many points you get during the game? Yep. So as as Kurt talked about, you are using your dice rolls to fill in your spaces um, adjacently to something that you've already placed on your board, but you're going to want to try, if you can, to fill in certain sections of color. So you're going to notice on the boards that each board has a different pattern, so to speak. So it has different sections of color. So it could have two green animals over on this side, one mine next to that, and then it could be separated by a castle and then have a segment of six buildings. You know what I mean? So there's like a whole lot of like a different pattern throughout the board. And so as you complete sections of one type of tile, you're getting points based on what round you're in and how many tiles are in that round. So let's say you completed um, a section of one in the first round, because that seems more realistic than a section of six Mm -hmm. in the first round, because that's not possible, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so then you're basically on the boards, it helps you because it tells you if you have one tile, um, in the first round, then you're going to get one point for the one tile. But in the first round, it's also going to tell you how many points that first round is, um, if you complete a section. Yeah. So that's, even if it's just one tile, it's still complete considered a section yeah so can you tell me how many points that is for a section for the first one so i think i think for the uh, i think for the first round it's always 10 points per cluster or section and i think the second one is like eight six four and two okay so the first so if you complete one section and it's one point for the tile and 10 for that round So then you're going to move up on the scoring track 11 points. Mm -hmm. Now, if you did two tiles in that round, then it would be three points plus the 10 for that round that you could move up. So, Mm -hmm. and that is absolutely possible. But then where it gets to be more points would be if you complete a section with like animals, you know, we were talking about animals and let's say you're collecting those three chickens. And so you, so when you lay your first animal tile and you're going to add this is one of the only ones really where you're adding the points for placing that one tile even if your group isn't completed so you're right i think so so you're um, moving on the scoring track up however many animals you have that are alike so let's say i placed my first animal tile it's three chickens i'm moving up three points Let's say my next turn I place four more chickens and that section is only two tiles. Then I'm going to actually place, or not place, I'm going to score seven because I have seven chickens. Then I'm going to score three because I completed that two section. 
And then depending on the round, I'm going to score the round points. So let's say I did it in round two, which is eight points. So I'm going to get seven points for the chickens, three for the two tiles, and eight points for the round. Sounds way more complicated, but I feel like I spelled it out. Spilled? Feel like I spelled it out enough. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, so then what you do is you're going to want to kind of go around your board. Like we said, every board is different. But whoever completes a certain section of tiles of one specific color actually also scores a bonus tile for that tile color. Which is a certain number of points depending on player count also. Yep, correct. Yep. But also, even if you haven't scored first in that certain color, you can also so, get bonus yep. tiles also for the end of the game. It just won't be as much. Yes. Yep. Is that what you wanted me to explain? Uh, that, I, that was perfect. Well, thank <laughs> you. Yep. I feel like we've been playing just the toots out of this game. So, Ooh, yeah. like... I could teach this game like mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. And um, I just don't know the actual names of things sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And, and like Tracy said, you're playing five turns, five rounds. So you're playing 25 turns. Yep. Um, at, the, at the end of the game, it's however many points that you have between your um, what you've already scored during the game. What you're going to be scoring at the end game, as far as your yellow tiles go, um, you also get uh, a point for every two workers. You get a point for every silverling. Silver coin. Or silver coin. Silverling is what I know from the game, from the board game itself. They don't call it a silverling in they the sure board game. They sure do because it says it right here. They don't on the to they don't on the tokens. Oh. Gotcha. Or the tiles or whatever. Gotcha. gotcha. They refer to them as silver coins. Gotcha. That's so, why I'm like. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I think that's the same. same no, it's okay. I know that. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it yeah. just throws me off because I'm like, I've never read it as that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. One for every one of the silver pieces. Yep. That you'd have. Yep. And then you get one point for every unsold good that you haven't sold during the game. Yeah. So the benefit of selling goods is you get additional points based on player count plus that silver. Mm-hmm. At when you're selling it during gameplay. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, whoever has the most points out of all that wins the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now we've kind of talked about, like, how to play the game and, um, you know, how, how it kind of shapes out. Like, what are some of the things that you like to do when you're playing the game? Like, you know, I... I know you're like, oh, well, now now you'll know how I play and stuff like no, that. But I, I, you probably already know. Yeah, I'd like to kind of talk about that a little bit. Oh, I don't care. It. Oh, I mean, I, I'll talk to you about it. I said I don't care, like I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess for me it depends on, well, it, it all depends on the board that I'm given first. Yeah. Because we randomly like to, well, if we're playing it on – uh, board game arena the boards are randomly dispersed to us so we have no choice on what board we're playing on but if we're playing it uh, as a physical copy copy we always randomly pick the boards too yeah but so the, but then we can we pick which side we want to play though too so like yeah. it's a random board yeah but we get to pick which side we want to play yeah on. so then um based on 
the board, I usually kind of look for something that seems like it would be a big bang for my buck on where I want to place my castle. So where I can kind of move in every direction, but kind of maybe take out little sections for points towards the beginning of the game. I Like I alluded to earlier, I really like to do the buildings because I feel like they're beneficial, whether they give me coins, whether they help me sell goods, whether they give me an animal or a ship, you know what I mean? They're, they're really a complimentary tile, I think. So, mm-hmm. like, I like to use those yeah. a lot. Um, and then they'll help with build or um, put, placing ships on my board, too, because then as you place ships on your board, you can get more goods to be able to sell if you get the right kind of building. So I feel like... If you can, if you get the right tiles and can pair everything together, it all just like is awesome. Yeah, it's butter, baby. I know. I was like putting my <laughs> hands together, like I was gonna do a chef's kiss. But it and but but as Kurt knows, it does not always work that way because I swear we get so many doubles or so many of the same roles that it's annoying. Um, but that has nothing to do with the game. Yeah. No, that's that's just probability of rolls, you know? Yeah. And, oh, and I also, for, like, the yellow tiles, I kind of steer away from the... I don't necessarily, unless I want to quickly fill a section to score points um, or to try to finish a yellow section off to finish to finish that off, I typically look for the end game scoring ones that I have buildings placed because any of the end game scoring ones are typically four points for this type of building or whatever. And so I try to pair those up Mm -hmm. the best that I can. I don't do a lot of the, if you manipulate your dice, then you'll get, I don't know. I just, I don't tend to go to those as much. And in fact, I don't even read them. Oh, a lot. So you just, you just negate it right away. I don't know. Yeah. I just, that or once I go to read them, it's too late in the game. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. You know, they end up being more of a filler. Yeah, some of those dice mani- dice manipulation tiles towards the end of the game are worthless to you because, like, you're already, you know, farther far into the game. So it's like, why do I need to manipulate these last, like, four turns or something yeah, like that so if that de- doesn't make sense? So it depends on how those get played or placed through the game, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. What about you? My my, it's funny because I feel like more and more I'm actually experimenting with certain things instead of just sticking with the same strategies and stuff like that. So like for instance, like uh, one of the boards has like, I think it kind of almost shapes an L and it's got all it's got all eight buildings. Yeah. So like you buildings have buildings or ships. It's buildings. So you have to you have to get all of the buildings or you have to get that yellow tile that manipulates and says that you don't have yeah. to have all the same building. And sometimes I like or well, not sometimes. The one time I actually went for that whole thing cuz I had that yellow tile that able was able for me to do that, but I didn't get all the buildings out until literally the last round. And even though it was a good, it was good points because when you get all eight, it's like thirty six points, which is a lot of wow. points. 
But then for the round, I only got two points. So I got 38 points, which is a lot of points. But I'm losing points in other areas and stuff like that too because I was not getting like some ships or I wasn't getting like the yellow tiles or something like that. Well, and I've never seen that board, but like, well, maybe I've seen it, but I don't think I've ever used it. But on that, in that instance, I probably would have tried to bank. If you could, depending on when you got the yellow tile, I would have tried to bake a whole bunch of stuff off of each other so I could have filled it because that's hard when you want to try to complete things like that. But you want to do it earlier in the game or faster in the game because you want to be able to get big sections for big points. Mm -hmm. And it's not always possible. No. And that's why I said sometimes I make those yellow tiles or the knowledge tiles fillers because... Like, I won't use them, but they'll score me points earlier in the game. Yeah. Because it all depends on how they're laid out. For but. sure. Yeah, like, I've had a strategy where it's, like, I filled out a bunch of, the like, the small certain sections in the first round because I'm like, okay, well, I'm only getting, like, you know, three or, like, six points if I get two or three, but I'm getting the ten points for the first round. Yeah. So, like, that's big. That's, like, ten points. 10 points or 20 points or even 30 points if you get them done in that first round. Like, that's that's big. Yeah, it is. Uh, another strategy I like to do, too, is I like to um, try to set sail a lot using the ships, which is something we we never really talked about, is when you're placing the ships. Yeah, we did. Did we oh, actually talk about Oh, that who gets to go? Nope. Yeah, I don't think we really we talked didn't. about that. Yeah. No, we just talked about... Every um, time you place a ship, there is this uh, sail mark or sail markers. You start at the beginning, and every time you sail, you move up on that. And whoever is furthest on that sail track actually gets to go first in the round. So yeah. they'll you roll that white dice. They'll actually take their turn first, and they use both dice. Yeah, we, we only talked about... Um taking goods from the depot if you're able to put them in your goods um collection or yeah, whatever yeah yeah so that's important so i like to sail because not only first pick. it gives me first pick mm -hmm. it gives me goods and i can sell goods for silverling and then i can have more chances to buy with silverling to get the stuff from the middle so I can get more of those, like, okay, I'll use this town hall and this castle, and I'll buy this other yeah. thing. And it's like you get the you get those awesome turns where it's like boom, bitty boom, bitty boom, you know, and you're Ooh. you're just <laughs> it's like jazz. He baby. was he was just doing some sort of tap moves. You <laughs> and, guys missed it. And you get you, you get a great full turn. And not it's not necessarily going to happen yeah. all that time because no, it all depends on the again rules and um display of the tiles and stuff like yeah, that too cause, yeah because yeah because some games are like oh yeah. what are these yeah sometimes the tiles don't go your way sometimes people take the things that you want like a castle advertently or inadvertently oh with kurt it's always on purpose mm -hmm, i do because i don't he's, like to lose he's no. a bully no. but i just and i do that more towards the end of the game too i like doing the thing and it's kind of a it's kind of a cheap move but it's it's a good strategy too if I strategy, if I can't get some of the things that I want during the end here, and I'm not getting what I want, I'm not letting other people take their stuff. I'm gonna take your castle. I'm gonna take your ship. I'm gonna hoard it all. Well, myself. and that's and that the whole the whole reference to that is the fact that I needed one more castle towards like I think it was the last round or the second to last round to get a bonus, 
And I planned on that so I could get, I wasn't getting the right dice rolls, but then once I placed that castle, I could get that additional turn. And he had already finished all his castles, so he didn't need it. And then all of a sudden, when it was my turn, I went and it wasn't there anymore. Yeah, because depending upon uh, certain player counts, like with our two player counts, every round there's only one mine most of the time Yep. and one castle. Unless they're in the middle. Yep. yep. So, you know, it's one of those things that if you don't if you don't grab those right away, then it's you're kind of you're out of luck. Well, and I didn't because I wasn't there yet. Like I I didn't want to hold up because there's only three spots that you can store tiles and I didn't I wasn't close enough to want to hold up one spot. And so I thought he's done. He doesn't care about this. Why would he use one of his last turns to take a tile that he's not going to use when he could cash in a die for workers at the end for points or, you know, sell goods or whatever. Oh, no, he took it. I did. Dirty bird. Uh, side note, she ended up winning the game anyway, so it didn't I did. matter. I did. So. But not by that much, I don't think. No. No. Uh, but, so. yeah, that's pretty much Castles of Burgundy the, in a nutshell. The Castles. The Castles of Burgundy. Of Burgundy. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And if you can't tell, we're obsessed with playing this game. Uh, yeah, we played it how many times now on Tw- BGA? Well, we probably played twice the physical copy lately, and yeah. I think we've logged 25 plays on BGA. Yeah. Maybe, I think we have like 27 plays in the last like month and a half or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Now that we're talking about it, now I want to play it again, <laughs> just so you know. So probably going to make some dinner, probably going to sweet talking and playing it again probably won't need that much talking about it but. i probably won't even have to do any sort of twisting of the arm yeah well it again it's there's a reason why this game is number 17 overall on bgg is because is right. because that you know it's a great game even even though it's a dice rolling probability game there's enough going on in it that you can do certain things Regardless. Well, and on that note, with the dice rolling probability, we introduced this game to our friend John, as Kurt would say, a friend of the podcast. Um, and he doesn't like dice rolling luck kind of games. But this was enough to hook him because of the dice manipulation options kind of thing. And... Now he owns this game. <laughs> well, we've got it for him. Mm-hmm. But um, we sat, I think, for a couple Fridays, right? Yep. And played this game with him because he likes this game also. Yeah. Now. Yeah, for sure. But if you haven't checked out The Castles of Burgundy, check it out. No guarantees from us on the updated version. And again, it looks different, but the gameplay is still there. It's just enhanced. Yep. Just another great game from Stefan Feld. If you, that is a person that you know of interest, he makes a lot of great games, obviously. Uh, this is another good one. Yes, it is. And Or if you can snag this older copy from 2011, did you say? Mm-hmm. Um, it may look sketchy, but it is one of our favorites. Yep, yep. And it's totally worth it. So. Yes. Hopefully, if you if you haven't played it yet, you will. 
And if you own it now and you haven't played it for a while, hopefully you'll... you'll you have that crave. That's right. Because God knows we've been playing it quite a bit. So yeah. we thought we would kind of talk about it, even if you haven't, and hopefully get you into it. So yes, hopefully you'll enjoy it if you do. And that is enough for us for this episode of the MFG Cast. Until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. See you later. Bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.